Welcome to Today on Broadway for Wednesday, August 29th, 2018. I'm Broadway World's Matt Tamanini. And I am Broadway star's James Marino. James, I heard it's a little hot up in New York uh, right now. It was like in the 90s and humid. I can't imagine how you ever suffer through 90s and humid during the summer. Well, you know, when you have a really bad summer like this, sometimes you got to be more chill. Oh, well done. Very well done. <laughs> We're just, let's just go into the news. Forget the banter. You just let us right into the first story. All right. First up in the news, be more chill working on a Broadway transfer. Yes. 20 minutes before we started recording, Mark Hirschberg over at Forbes dropped this little nugget. He says that Be More Chill is currently looking to raise $9.5 million for a Broadway transfer. He says that the show's uh, off-Broadway lead producer, um, and I lost it here. There Jerry we Gehring. Jerry Gehring. I got his last name, but not his last one, or first name, um, has, has already started the process of trying to raise the money. Um, James, $9.5 million is a lot of money, but for a Broadway musical, it's not a ton of money. So I would not be surprised if we've been saying from the beginning that I would be shocked if Be More Chill is not playing somewhere in New York this coming spring. I don't mm-hmm. know if he had, you know, what kind of investment that he can pull that quickly, but we've been saying that for a long time. Uh, I believe Miss Cleo even made that prediction at one point. Mm-hmm. If this information is already getting out, I mean, I feel a lot more confident about it being on Broadway uh, than I did. We've I've been very clear that it. I don't know if it'll work on Broadway, but I think they're foolish if they don't try. So um, we, there's not a ton of other information in this article other than, hey, it went you know played Two River in New in New Jersey, went away, became really popular, and now it's off Broadway, which we already know. But I I think this means we're going to get this show this season. Well, I did some sleuthing in the 20 minutes between when Mark published the story and uh, you were writing it up, and I found on the Department of State website that uh, Broadway Chill LLC was formed on August 20th, so uh, talking about nine days ago, um, and uh, Jerry Gehring um, uh, filed it, and that's the first step in raising some money, Uh, and as you said, you know, uh, Be More Chill is the hot ticket to get. You can't get it no matter what. And in the article in Forbes, he's talking about bringing in uh, investors and producers to uh, see the show and the off-Broadway remaining couple of shows that mm-hmm. are left. So uh, I think that we have another we have another player, and uh, it's going to yeah. be a horse race. Uh, you know, depending on what happens with Hades Town, and I'm again on record saying Hades Town will come in this season and it will win Best Musical. But I think Be More Chill will contend for a lot of awards. It's a show that got really good reviews. When you someone like you know Peter Felicia gives it such high marks, um, you know, despite what some of the more crotchety of the uh, theater intelligentsia says, like I. I think that it's going to do well. Like, I don't know if the young teen Stan population is going to be enough to keep it afloat financially, but I think it's probably going to do well critically. And if they, if it does well critically, I think that means it can probably do well commercially. So I, I know there's a lot of people out there poo-pooing the possibility of this show coming to Broadway and it being both commercially and artistically successful on the main stem. But I really think it can be. I I don't see any reason why it would not be similar um, 
you know, to a Dear Evan Hansen, maybe not as big as Dear Evan Hansen, but it hits a lot of those same notes just with a little more humor, a little sci-fi. I think it appears appeals to a lot of people. Um, so I'm rooting for him. I'm rooting for the show to 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 make it to Broadway. Joe Iconis is one of those guys who's been one of the next up and coming composers for a while now. And it would be great for him to have his Broadway debut with this show. And hopefully some of the other stuff he's written uh, will eventually get a chance to come to the main stem sooner rather than later. So uh, will uh, will Roland go two for two? You know, his Broadway debut in uh, Dear Evan Hansen and mm-hmm. Be More Chill. You know, is he going to be the new Christian Chenoweth? Is he about the same height? <laughs> oh, I, I don't know who that's more rude to, Chenoweth or Will Rowland. <laughs> Neither. I love them both. Love them yes, both dearly. Course. But, you know, if I were producing this, uh, it is a holiday weekend. I don't want to, you know, Hirschberg is probably uh, taking a little... Um, Little bit, little vacay, uh, yeah. <laughs> but he's probably blown the cover of their plan. If I was, you know, on a holiday weekend, I'd probably want to announce this on a Tuesday morning or something like that after the three day weekend. Right, as soon as people start, as soon as people get back to work and drop this. Because I mean, we've seen that so many times before, where but usually it's Michael Riedel, not yeah. <laughs> not Mark Hirschberg, you know, blowing people's plans and pissing off Scott Rune. So Scott Rune sends a press release at midnight. Yeah. Uh, but with a holiday weekend, you're probably right. Although it is just Wednesday now. So they could, if they do feel like their cover's blown, do it now. But um, after the holiday weekend feels good. Ah, everybody's up at the vineyard at Provincetown. There's nobody around in New York, just us uh, working folk. And well, I'm in Florida, but that's fine. Yeah. Okay. Well, go go with the concept. All right. Uh, we had, um, you know, to trump my uh, theory. Don't, don't say that. Don't <laughs> yeah, say no, don't, can no, don't you, that. Can no, can no longer use that. But to uh, scuttle my theory, uh, Mrs. Doubtfire uh, Information announces a new creative team. Yeah. For the only time you can use Trump is when you're playing spades or euchre. That's the mm. only time you're allowed to use that term. But yes, James. Um, but without disparaging any of the people involved, uh, this was a really disappointing announcement when it comes to the new creative team to the Mrs. Doubtfire musical yesterday for a lot of reasons. But before we get to Tuesday's news, first, let's take you back to the 22nd day of the month of January in a year not too long before our own. It was 2015 when the human race suddenly encountered news that the legendary Alan Menken and his Hercules collaborator, Tony winner, David Zippel would be writing the score for the Mrs. Doubtfire musical and that one of the film's original co-stars, Harvey Firestein, would be writing the book. Fast forward three and a half years. And yesterday we learned that that entire creative team has been replaced by the team from Something Rotten. Now, James, I like Something Rotten. I, I enjoy the show. I think it's really funny and really clever. So I have nothing against John O'Farrell, Kerry Kirkpatrick, and his brother Wayne Kirkpatrick writing another show together. That's not my problem. But especially since the passing of Robin Williams, if they're going to make this film into a musical, just something about it felt right to me to have Harvey writing it. I don't know that I see this as a movie or as a as a stage musical. It seems to me that it is a smaller scale personal you know interpersonal story that i don't know that translates as well to uh the stage as people think it does but nonetheless here we are yesterday we also learned that jerry zach's currently on a roll with hello dolly and meteor shower will be directing kevin mccollum and bob cohen for uh, fox stage productions are producing now, James, this sounds to me like an announcement that is the predecessor to a reading or a lab or a workshop in the near future rather than, hey, we just hired all these white guys and they'll have a draft ready in three years. So I would bet that we will hear 
more about this developing, perhaps even a world premiere date announced within the next six months or so. Maybe not the production starting in six months, but maybe an announcement of one. However, to me, all of that stuff about um, Harvey not being there anymore and whatever, that's not the biggest issue to me, James. It is that yet again, we are seeing another screen to stage adaptation with an entire creative team of white dudes. Now, we talked about this earlier uh, online. You, me and Julie uh, talked about this earlier today. But again, you and I, both white dudes. So pot, meat, kettle. But off the top of my head, and I didn't look this up. When was the last time we had a, a movie musical adaptation directed by a woman? I'm, I think it was Amelie with Pam McKinnon. And I don't know that you can actually count that since it was a super small budget um, indie film. So Yes, it counts, but not. Um, I guess maybe SpongeBob you could count, but that's really more of the TV show. But before that, was it like Bullets Over Broadway with Susan Stroman? And then when was the last time a person of color at all directed a musical? I guess George C. Wolfe with Shuffle Along. Um, before that, I mean, it couldn't be all the way back to Holler If You Hear Me and Kenny Leon, could it? It just seems like, yes, these guys are all very qualified. Again, not a problem with them. Um, but somebody like... Kevin McCollum, who who understands the importance of representation and different voices on Broadway, it just seems disappointing that we're going back to this very, very vanilla formula to make these big budget adaptations. You know who's been able to pull those uh, stats out of the air? We should uh, get them on is uh, Seth Christianfeld. Um and uh, he was on a podcast uh, earlier this week, and I really enjoyed uh, that he's uh, he's uh, like a young Peter Felicia, if you will pardon the uh, comparison. Ooh. I'm sure Peter appreciates there being a young version of him. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks a lot. All right. So uh, next up in the news, we have Hamilton announces a special ticket price for Puerto Rico premiere. Yes, this is really cool, James. Yesterday, Hamilton announced that 10,000 tickets, which is over 25% of all of the tickets available for the show's three-week engagement in Puerto Rico, will be sold for $10 each to island residents. Of the $10 tickets, 1,000 of them will be available exclusively to college students on the island with a valid ID to the Wednesday, January 9th matinee performance. All remaining performances for the January 9th matinee and all of the tickets for the two subsequent Wednesday matinee performances on the 16th and the 23rd of January 2019 um, will be sold to Puerto Rico residents for $10 each via the digital ham for ham lottery. That means they are doing two and a half. I don't know how big the theater is, but two to two and a half entire shows with via a ham for ham lottery for every other performance over 200 tickets will be sold again just to puerto rico residents for ten dollars each uh, via the ham for ham uh, the show is going to play uh teatro upr at the university of puerto rico january 8th through january 27th of 2019 and look I get it that Lin-Manuel Miranda brings on a lot of fatigue for a lot of people. Uh, they, people think he's oversaturated. Um, and I have been one where I'm like, OK, I get it. He's awesome. I get it. That's great. But from the very beginning of this entire phenomenon, James, he has gone out of his way to make this juggernaut of a show accessible, not just with tickets, but different ways to keep, you know, to bring people into the family, whether that's the hand for hand performances, the Hamill drops, the book, the documentary, I, you know, yes, it's all self-promotion in one way or another, but I'm super impressed 
that especially with how hard Puerto Rico has been hit by disaster over the last year or so, that they're putting their you know literal money where their mouth is with this production. That's awesome. I really uh, when I saw this uh, press release today, it's just uh, the guy knows how to execute. He knows how to deliver. That's it's just great to see this. All right, Matt. What other news do we have? Okay, two quick real thing, uh, two real quick things. The Daniel Fish directed production of Oklahoma that will play St. Anne's Warehouse this fall announced yesterday that will it will extend almost a month, and performances will now run from September 27th through November 11th. This reinventive, uh, reinvented immersive production will star Rebecca Naomi Jones, Damon Duano, uh, Mary Testa, and many many more. I this is at the tippy top of my list for this fall, James. Um, and finally, Abby Mueller and the company of uh, beautiful will be performing on tonight's episode of NBC's America's Got Talent. Check your local listings. I enjoy America's Got Talent, but I do find it curious that of the four judges on America's Got Talent, none of them are American. I mean, I again, immigrants, they get the job done. Uh, but I just I always have found that curious. So anyway, that's it. If you like more information on any or all of these stories, please check out the show notes at broaderradio.com. But you don't have the biggest uh, story that's buzzing on Broadway right now. Oh God, what is it? Did you did you not get that? I don't I don't know. Apparently, I didn't. Uh, the uh, there was a bee swarm in Times Square oh, this Jesus. afternoon on a, a Tuesday afternoon. Yeah, I afternoon. Uh, I tweeted it was a very insightful uh, viral marketing campaign for the finally <laughs> the Broadway transfer of the Ten Commandments musical starring Val Kilmer. <laughs> And, uh, t- Andrew, what's the yeah. what's the buzz? Tell me what's happening. What's oh, the buzz? Come on. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Andrew Bradis congratulated me on the uh very nice <laughs> two thousand four reference. Uh, <laughs> I mean co starring Adam Lambert, by the way. So oh, well, that's uh, Troy's yeah, you know, Adam Lambert, too good for Broadway. That that same well, Adam Lambert. Yes, I I yeah, yeah. Okay. All right, Matt, why don't you get us out of here? All right, thanks for listening to today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Broadway Radio, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at BWWMatt. Why should you want to know? (laughs) My name is James Reno from BroadwayRadio.com and BroadwayStars.com. Thanks for spending some of your Wednesday with us, and Matt and I will come back and talk with you tomorrow. 